When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and happy bi-week Raider Nation. It's your boy, Matt Holder from Silver and Black Pride. It's going to be a bit of a shorter show for you guys this week since we do have a few but not many news stories. So of course we'll be going over those and your questions. But there's no injury report since there's no game this week. And reminder, to have your questions answered on the show, tweet them at me at imholder95 or email them to sbppquestions1 at gmail.com. Again, that's at imholder95 or sbppquestions1 at gmail.com. Let's get to it. We'll start with the biggest and best news coming out of Raider Land this week, and that's Yannick Ngakwe was named AFC Defensive Player of the Week for his performance against the Eagles. Ngakwe had two sacks and was harassing Jalen Hurts almost all game as he had his best game as a Raider. The free agent signing makes it three Raiders who have earned AFC West Player of the Week honors and is the second defensive player to win the award as Max Crosby won it in Week 1 and kicker Daniel Carlson was a special teams award winner back in Week 2. And you might also recall that Derek Carr won AFC Player of the Month in September, so the Silver and Black are well recognized in all three phases of the game this season. Las Vegas' roster underwent a few changes during the bye week. The team released veteran wide receiver Willie Sneed, who signed with the Carolina Panthers practice squad shortly thereafter. Sneed only had about three catches for 32 yards and wasn't getting much playing time, which speaks to the emergence of young wide receivers like Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, and Brian Edwards. The Raiders haven't signed a replacement for Sneed just yet, but DJ Turner, Dylan Stoner, and Javon Wims have all, are all on the practice squad. If one of them are going to get called up, my money is on Turner, who offers some value as a returner, though Wims is likely the most complete or best receiver of the bunch. If you've been following along, you know that the Raiders have had some injury luck, or bad injury luck, excuse me, at the tight end position over the last few weeks, and this week they signed tight end Daniel Helm. Helm was an undrafted free agent out of Duke back in 2019, and has been on several practice squads over the last couple of years, but this is the first time he's been on an active roster. This move gets the Raiders three tight ends on the active roster, Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, and now Helm, as Matt Bushman is back on the practice squad after being active last week. Las Vegas also signed center Hironis Grasso to the practice squad and placed safety HaHa Clinton Dix on the reserve slash COVID-19 list. Grasso was teammates with backup quarterback Marcus Mariota at Oregon and was drafted in the third round of the 2015 NFL Draft by the Chicago Bears. He was in Chicago from 2015 to 2017 and has bounced around with a handful of different clubs ever since then. Injuries have held back Rossi's career, but he has played in 27 games and made 16 starts in his career, so he brings some experience and depth to the Raiders' offensive line that could use it. In an interview with Raiders legend and former teammate Charles Woodson, Derek Carr said that he hopes people will forgive John Gruden for his transgressions. I feel bad for everybody that was involved, Carr said to Woodson. I didn't say those things, so it wasn't me, but I still feel the pain because I love that man so much. At some point, hopefully people forgive him. In my opinion, Carr has handled this whole situation perfectly, and I do appreciate how he's been able to acknowledge what Gruden did is wrong, but at the same time, not turn his back on someone who has supported him over the last few years. While we're on the topic of the Gruden situation, per the Athletics' Vic Tafer, the Raiders and their former coach have agreed on a contract settlement. If you remember, Gruden was reportedly owed about $40 million from the organization. 
The swift agreement likely means the negotiations were pretty civil, and it sounds like Raiders owner Mark Davis is ready to move on based on some of his quotes from Tafer's article in The Athletic. Make sure to check that out. Speaking of Mark Davis, he spoke to the media about the Gruden slash Washington football team scandal, and Davis was asked if he felt his club was being targeted by the NFL. His response, were the Raiders, we're used to it. Davis was also asked if he thinks the NFL should release the reports from its investigation of Washington, and he said yes, they should re release the reports, and I for one think he's right. Davis went on to say how Gruden's emails did not reflect the values of the Raiders, and essentially, the coach had to go. To wrap up the news and all other Mark Davis-related topics, if you remember a little while back, the Raiders were reportedly in some financial trouble that led to some high-ranking executives like Mark Bedane resigning, which Davis chalked up to accounting irregularities when speaking about it the other day. The team's owner went on to say that the issue is overpaying taxes, and it's fair to characterize the resignations as forced resignations. Alright, on to the mailbag questions. Reminder, tweet your questions at me, at mholder95, or email them to sbppquestions1 at gmail.com. That's at mholder95 or sbppquestions1 at gmail.com. First question, do you think Richie Incognito plays this year? I definitely think he plays this year. I just think it's a matter of when. I know they were targeting originally, I think, the, the next week or the next game coming up against the Giants as his return. Who knows? Hasn't been much word, obviously, without uh, practicing this week. There's not going to release a whole lot of injury information with nobody basically in the building. So no updates on that matter. But I do think he will end up playing at some point this season. It's just a matter of when. Richie's getting up there in age. I'm sure he wants to go after a Super Bowl run. He's never won one before. And the Raiders obviously have a pretty good chance of making that happen this year. And this is probably going to be Richie's last year, if not his second to last. I am a little worried about the whole injury situation because it is a lot like last year's where I think even last year started out as just a calf injury and ended up being something bigger into, into an Achilles injury that needed surgery in the offseason. But I do think he'll at some point play this year. I think he's got to want to play a little bit more this year, especially like what I was saying with wanting to go after a Super Bowl run and you know obviously his career winding down. So I think at some point he will play. It's really just a matter of when and when exactly that is. I don't really know. We should get some more updates maybe on Wednesday next week once the team gets back. And again, that is the week that they were targeting for him to return originally. Um, haven't heard any word about him practicing or anything like that ever since then. So we'll see what happens. But I do think he will play at some point this week. It's just, again, what week that is and how late the season uh, we're looking at. All right, next question. Do you think the Raiders make a deal before the deadline? Well, I think if they were going to make a deal, it probably would have happened at some point this week. Obviously, there was no news. Otherwise, we would have covered that in the beginning if there was a trade. So I don't think so anymore. Um, maybe we get one early on Monday that they've been working on throughout the week. But I would think with the bye week lining up pretty perfectly with the trade deadline, if they were going to make a move, if something was going to happen, it would have already happened by now. Now, again, maybe they've been working on something all week and they surprise us on Monday morning or something like that. But I'm not really holding my breath for it. And I think part of the problem is the Raiders' biggest need right now or where they would be looking to trade for someone is along the offensive line. And that's a hard position to try and trade for midseason. It's a position that you're having to communicate and work with the, the four other guys that are around you a lot more than really any other position on the, uh, on the football field. So there's a lot of continuity that needs to be built which is hard to build in just a full season, let alone coming in halfway through through a year and having to pick up a new playbook and now learn how to play with four other guys. So it's a tough call. I don't think we'll see anything. I would have liked to see them make a move. Um, obviously, I've published a 
few people that I thought they should have targeted if you caught that on silverandblackpride.com this week. But yeah, I don't think we'll see a move. I think the Raiders are going to stick with the guys they've got right now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to try and add offensive linemen or veteran offensive linemen and um, probably another receiver unless they want to stick with one of those guys that we were talking about before, Turner, Stoner, or uh, Javon Wims. But yeah, I don't think we're going to see any more trades for the rest of the year, unfortunately. How many more games like of this type do we need to see from Faison until we deem him the starter in waiting and drop cornerback as a draft need? Um, a lot, um, to be honest with you. I, I think Faison's played well. I think he's a guy that the Raiders can you know, make a part of their future plans if he continues to play well. I think if he finishes the season strong and continues to play well in, in his role, um, obviously Trayvon Mullen coming back and put a hamper into things or for him personally, for Faison personally. But I, I think you got to see a lot to especially to take cornerback off as a draft need. I think even if Faison plays at the same level that he's been at this last few weeks, I think the Raiders, you still have to draft a cornerback. Maybe not higher, maybe not as pressing of a need where it's a, a first rounder bust kind of deal like what right tackle was this uh, this past draft class. But I do think even if he does have a finish the year the same way he's been, you the Raiders need to add more cornerbacks. And honestly, cornerbacks one of those positions for me that almost is always going to be a draft need. It's one of those things I think I value the strength of a coverage unit as a whole versus having one top-tier corner. I think that's a little bit more valuable for a team to have a bunch of guys that you can kind of plug in and be able to cover and shut down receivers. So with that, I think you constantly need to be drafting corners, especially with the salary cap league, because if one of them does pop off, um, obviously you hope you can afford them, but on the off chance that you can't, you want to have somebody else in waiting. And it's also a position that takes a few years to get adjusted to the NFL. So I'm always going to have a cornerback as, as a, at least a ancillary need, maybe not you know the primary need, but at least a secondary need. And I definitely think they're still going to have to draft a corner, even if they still get play like this from Faison. Um, they're still going to be super young. And also you have to think about Trayvon Mullen's going to be entering in a contract year next year. I'd imagine they're probably going to pay Casey Hayward in the offseason. So who knows how it goes with Mullen, how those negotiations go. But you do want to have a plan in, in your back pocket if um, Mullen does end up walking. And I don't think relying on facing just solely when Mullen leaves or if Mullen leaves is the best plan right now. You know, if we keep seeing some high-level play, maybe see something more in next offseason, then maybe you can talk about it. But like I said, I'm almost always going to have cornerback as a, as a draft need for just about any team, at least in the those mid-tier rounds. You can never have too many cornerbacks. Any word on White or Morrow coming off IR? Well, White, I believe it was a couple weeks ago, was at least working with the trainers on the sideline. So that's a good sign that he should be coming back at least some point in the season. When exactly that is, obviously we don't know right now. Again, that's something we'll probably get more news on at the beginning of next week. Maybe he starts practicing and they activate his uh, 21-day clock to put him off IR and put him onto the active roster. Um, next week, which obviously they did not have to do this week. So I think he's going to be coming back relatively soon. I don't have a definitive answer on to his hard date. I don't know if the Raiders even have one at this point. Um, as for Nick Morrow, it's not looking as promising. I think the Raiders are still confident that he'll come back at some point, but I believe his injury was more serious than White's, and I haven't heard anything about him being back on the field or even working with trainers or anything like that or anything of that nature. So I don't know when Morrow's going to come back. It definitely doesn't seem like it'll be anytime soon. But again, we could be in for a huge surprise, get a lot of injury news next week that could change things up. 
maybe both those guys end up practicing. I wouldn't be surprised if Javen White ends up practicing so that they can at least see if he's going to be ready to go because we are kind of getting to that point where at some point you've got to be able to be on the field or it kind of got teams kind of got to move on and start focusing somewhere else. But I do think White will be back. I wouldn't be surprised if we see White practice next week. Morrow might be a little bit longer. That situation's a little bit more murky. So we'll see what happens. All right, guys. That does it for our show this week. As always, make sure you're following me on Twitter, at mholder95, and make sure you're following silverandblackpride.com. Until next week.